0: On today's show, we have Christopher Kai, who is a keynote speaker that has spoke on stages with well, myself at Epic Mastermind Experience, but also spoke uh, Google in front of, I mean, he's been all over the country. Has uh, worked with people and interviewed people like Elon Musk, Richard Branson, and uh, just a guy that's doing some big things. And in this show, he's going to talk about how you can become a paid speaker, how to speak on any stage, how to make money speaking. There's more than just being paid as a keynote speaker, but also selling on stage and selling your own programs and actually closing deals at the back of the crowd. And how to even speak, like how you give great content that people want to hear, especially the people of the event that want to hire you to come speak at the event. So we're going to go over that and also how to connect with anyone, how he landed the interview with Elon Musk and shares what Elon Musk shared and what he learned from him in that interview, which will be at the web, or on our uh, website, brennancyadams.com. So this is a great show. If you, you're looking to speak, you want to become a keynote speaker, you want to learn how to get paid to speak. This show, Christopher, is going to share it all with you. Before we get started, if you're interested in being featured in our magazine, please submit your story. Go to livetogrind.com forward slash magazine. Submit your story. Also, check out our programs at livetogrind.com. We have our Influencer Accelerator, which has been a huge success. People are coming out of this 30-day program Making six figures during the time working with me. They're they're becoming Amazon bestsellers, they're they're launching their own shows, they're quitting their jobs and doing their own thing, they're doing some big things. So check out the program at livedogrind.com. So let's jump right into it with Christopher Kai. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Live to Grind podcast show. On today's show, we have my good friend, Christopher Kai. How you doing, my man? What's up, people? Great meeting you at the Epic Mastermind
1: last month. Brent it's always amazing to meet people like yourself that are rising and grinding, Dude, living the grind.
0: Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, it was really fun. I, I heard your presentation, loved it. And we got to know each other over the weekend. And I know Laura Peterson as well. And we just like... We connected and it's cool to see what you do. I mean, you travel interview. I mean, you've interviewed Elon Musk. You've interviewed just recently the guy from Entourage, like so many interesting people. But what you really do really good at is speaking. You are a great speaker and you're going to share this in your story, but you also help other people speak as well. So let's go back in time. Let's go back when you first got started before you were doing all this. Where did you get started as an entrepreneur? Where did you get started in the corporate world and how it led you to where you are?
1: Yeah, so I started my mom's womb. The mom <laughs> gave birth to me. And uh, <laughs> at the core, as you know, Brandon, like most entrepreneurs, man, they start young. Yeah. They're eight years old, New York City, born and bred. And I remember when it snowed, my friend and I, Jaco, I couldn't pronounce his name Jacques. He's a French, uh, French uh, German guy. And so I called him Jaco. And every time it snowed, Brandon, we would love, love, love when it snowed because we're like, dude, we can make some money now. And mind you, we're eight years old. So every time it snowed, everyone would stay in their house and we would go outside with our mittens on, our gloves, our hats, with our shovel in hand, knock on the door. And we always looked forward to the corner homes or the homes that had driveways because the more snow they had on the ground, the more money we can charge. And so imagine when you're eight years old, you're going to pay $100. So that was like, whoa, supply and demand. And from there, I started like raking leaves and working at my uncle's insurance at age 12. Bought my first stock when I was 15. So it started very young. In my 20s, I I worked at American Express, so I had a corporate background where imagine you're 24 years old, 25 years old, Brandon, and I wrote a speech for the former vice chairman of American Express. I built out sales decks for people like IBM, Pfizer, Microsoft, so if let's say IBM spends a half billion dollars on a charge card, how do we cross some of the products? For me, to be that young, and I bought my first apartment when I was 24, luxury high-rise, 18th floor, but... To be that young and have this external success was a pretty like big ego boost, right? But internally, as you know, as an entrepreneur, it's like boring, okay, great. I can be in the corner office, make millions of dollars, and be in this big fat office, big freaking deal. As an entrepreneur, it's more exciting to be on that high wire of success. And every day, you don't know if you're going to fall or stand on that high wire, but it's so exciting. It keeps you on point. So corporate background, quit my day job, sold my apartment, came out to California. I've, aver- I've actually, I've actually written five books. This is my fifth book, third one published. And it's called Big Game Hunting, Networking with Billionaires, Executive and Celebrities. And now, as you said, I built out a GPS program, which stands for the Gifted Professional Speaker Program, where I literally teach entrepreneurs how to be a paid speaker, make at least 10 grand per speech, and build out online coaching classes. As you know, it's, it's a $107 billion market. So anyone that's not online making a living, you're literally leaving millions on the table
0: hundred percent. I mean, that's, that's my business online. Your business, like you gotta, why not take, especially with being able to do funnels, Facebook ads, webinars, and online uh, masterminds, especially for like you, you know, your stuff. I know my stuff, sell your knowledge because people Absolutely. will run with it. So Absolutely. let's go back to American Express, which is, you think about it, it's like the sexy thing, like working for American <laughs> Express. So what, so you, you helped, you wrote the speeches, but like, what was your main like component of American Express? And How did you help them? Well, so again, I I used to literally
1: work at Seven World Trade Center, the third building that collapsed. I was more of a compliance analyst, and then I moved over to the sales role at 40 Wall Street, literally a half block away from the stock exchange, right? So my official title at American Express was Business Strategies and Communication Manager. And at the core, I literally built out PowerPoint decks and pitched the biggest companies in the world. This is American Express. We have 80% of... Fortune 500 companies, this is what we can do for you. This is the global reach we have. Because remember, we have their credit card information. We know how much they charge. We know exactly what countries they're in. And so I would literally build out the decks for the director, vice president, president of divisions of the actual American Express. So even though my name was not on the deck, my knowledge, my strategy, my lessons were on the deck. So it just gave me a really high level understanding to pitch at the highest levels, which is why clients that make $100 million after I left American Express, they would hire me as consultant to help them with branding marketing. That's why with my program, they're not just getting a speaker. They're getting a strategist, a branding guy, a copywriter, an author, publisher. So they're kind of getting this massive Navy SEALs, like special op kind of guy, where sometimes I have to pull back and say, hey, look, do you want to be great or do you want to be good? Do you want to be magnificent or mediocre? Because some people, they're like, oh, yeah, I'll go for the cheaper brand. I'm like, go for the cheaper brand. You have a cheaper product.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, it's so, 100% there. <laughs> you get what you yeah. pay for and what you invest in. So for you, you become a great speaker. And what are just quickly some of the stages you've spoke on? I literally just came back. So I was on uh, for
1: 18 days in, the, in January, I was in eight cities, four countries, and five speeches. So whether it's like speaking with you at Epic Mastermind, there was a 24th Annual Association for Investment Management and Sales Executives. I spoke in Australia for Network Marketing, but I spoke in Google. I spoke for a U.S. concert event, American Express, New York Live. So whether it's like Voyager companies or like I spoke at Berkeley, um, just just across the board. But Google was one of the highlights for sure.
0: Good. So how do you – The big question. We're going to go into what you basically teach. Everybody wants to get paid to speak. Everybody wants to go on stage to speak. Uh, and some people don't even know how to speak, like communicate yeah. their message. So I guess the first step is how do you break down what you have to tell in the simplest form to be able to give it into a keynote And the next step is we'll go into how you get paid and land big speaking gigs like Google or Epic Mastermind Experience or wherever you go. Yeah. I mean at the
1: core, you're providing a solution for someone's problem. You know, People always overthink things like what solution are you providing for someone's problem? So if I have a lot of real estate clients and they're trying to find the right events to network at and trying to find millionaires to buy their home and sell their home, I'm like, okay, well, this is how you research events. This is how you speak to them. This is how you follow up. You know, when I'm at a conference in Alaska for principals, they don't have any awareness of business, but they want to understand relationships, science-based relationships, how do you build them? So they're educators. They want to find an entrepreneurial person out of the box thinker to teach them how to be more connecting with their clients. I mean, not clients, but you know, their students, their, their community. But at the core, people overthink things. They kind of have their ego in place. And to be honest, that's the biggest challenge. Like people who want to be a speaker, they're, Oh yeah, people love me speaking. I'm like, well, do you get paid? It's like, no. They don't get paid because they're not providing a solution for someone's problem. No one cares about your story, brand, or my story. They care about their own stories with our story wrapped around it. And if people understand that, whether as an author or speaker, what is the solution they're providing for their client? Because if they're not providing a solution and they're just like talking about whatever they are talking about, unless you're a celebrity, they're not going to care. So as an expert, a subject matter expert like I am and you are, if you don't provide a solution to help them make money, save money, or have a better life, you're not gonna get hired.
0: At the end of the day, that yeah, you're right. I mean, what's in it for me is what they want to know. How can I get to my dreams? How can I make exactly. more money? How can I become exactly. a speaker? And I think that's where sometimes some speakers fault in. So for a great speaker, and you know this, like you have to be a great storyteller. You have to be a great storyteller, but also you got to have it in a way to relate to the audience and give them actual steps because stories are what people remember. Like yep. that what is what is it? Like twenty two times memorable. Stories are 22 yes. times memorable. Yeah. And 5% of the information, if you don't tell a story, like people are going to retain like 5% of it. But when you tell a yeah. story, it's more likely for them to remember it.
1: Yeah. And here's the thing, Brandon. People might assume that you have to be a great speaker to get paid as a speaker, but have you seen Elon Musk? Yeah. He doesn't speak well. I've, I've gotten to meet him, interview him, right? He doesn't speak well. Eckhart Tolle, Oprah Winfrey has said, Eckhart Tolle is the, the Mick Jagger of spirituality. I'm sorry, but I slept When Eckhart Tolle spoke, he speaks like this, very quiet, you know, and he talks about meditation. And then Stephen Hawkins, the dude doesn't even speak. So for the people on this podcast, this call, I mean, look, you have to have a great message. You can be a good speaker with a great message because like all these people that are successful that speak, they're usually speaking because they have a subject matter expert or they're a celebrity. Now, if you're a celebrity, you can be the most horrible speaker. It doesn't matter because you're a celebrity. But if you're not a celebrity... You better make sure you have a very clear message and you're providing a solution for someone's message. And when people talk, Brandon, like they're like, yeah, Chris, I'm very passionate about talking <laughs> yeah. helping. I'm like, well, why don't you show it? You raise your voice. Have some enthusiasm because I see this all the time. You know, Chris, if I'm really interested in your program, I'm like, you say you're interested, but you're you not speaking your voice and you don't sound that. You don't convey that with your body language. And if you're not Elon Musk... Why should I listen to you?
0: There, there's a lot more things beyond just the the speaking. It's your gestures, your facial expression, your excitement that people get more of the message. It's like they take that away, and that's I mean, you and I both have. And like here, like we're talking more loud and more <laughs> exciting, entertaining. We move our hands and we we say things that like get people jolted. <laughs> yeah, because people love that. It builds that energy, and you direct the energy to the audience. So for you, before you got into the speaking world, like how do you land? People want to know how does somebody get paid to speak or how do they make money going to speak event? For the first step is getting to actually get a spot on the stage. Because for me, I have my event. People are pitching me every day. Hey, can I come speak? Can I come speak? And at the end of the day, I end up picking who I want. And very rarely, every once in a while, bring somebody that pitches me. But like, what is the trick to get past, to be able to get at somebody's event? And then how do you make money at the event?
1: Yeah. And so here's the thing. Like, you start where you are. You know, yes, I speak at Google. Yes, I speak at American Express. Yes, I was flown to Palestine and Israel to speak at U.S. Cons- sponsored event. But like, my first paid speech was $50 at an all black Pentecostal church in San Connecticut. I went there to talk about my book, and the pastor, who is my friend and former colleague at American Express, he gave me a $50 check. And it was the happiest, one well, of the happiest moments of my life. I'm like, whoa. I used to get in trouble as a kid speaking. They would tell me to write I want to talk in class in Kappa school, and here I am. It doesn't matter whether you're getting paid $5, $500, $5,000, or now I charge $20,000, $30,000 for a speech, but it's about start where you are and just literally email 10 of your friends and say, hey, I got inspired by Brandon and Christopher Kai on this podcast. I would love to talk about this subject. These are the key talking points. Do you have a time for me to speak? You'd be bold. You'd be direct, but don't just say – Hey, uh, I've always loved speaking, and I love to speak. You're just talking about yourself. You say, Brandon, you have an audience that are entrepreneurs. I want to help them network to get more sales. I want to help them network. I want to help them speak to get more sales, so I'm providing value. And, again, we always talk about value, but we don't do it. Yeah, 100%. Knowledge is not enough. No. Applied knowledge. You say, Chris, i love to be on the podcast. Cool, let's do it. I get to promote my program. You get to have another, 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 uh, guest, but it's, it's mutual. And I can see you and I working together, too, because we're on the same level of like, okay, here, this is what we do. You're open enough to share some online stuff. If you had some questions about speaking, because I've done this for 16 years, I'm happy to do that, but it's a mutual thing. But it's a value but, add on both ends. It's, it's a mutual relationship. And so at the core, if people want to get started, you go, like, the best way is Rotary Club, Kiwanis, Toastmasters. You just want to get out there. And if you're not getting paid on the front end, remove your ego because you might get you might charge for a keynote speech. But the first thing is just start getting speaking gigs. And when you get there, if you have an online program or a private coaching program, you can make money on the back end or the front end. I might give a speech in front of nine people, not get paid in Santa Monica if I'm free at that moment. I like Santa Monica. I'm close by. I live in Beverly Hills. But I get secure a $10,000 client, right? So it's about in your mind – if they're not paying me on the front end, well, they pay me on the back end, but if you have to, don't have a program, an online program, you're not going to get paid regardless.
0: And so that's the thing. Most people, and this is something two years ago I didn't really know, is making the money in the back end for selling. Yeah. And there's a way to do it on stage if you're good. Like, you and I, I've, I love watching people like you do it because it, for me, I'm like, oh, I want to perfect my game because you end up in the back of stage going closing 25, 30 grand in different deals for your program or my programs. But that's one way. So then also, for like you getting paid to speak, so what's the trick there? I mean, it's a little different audience because you got to find where the money yeah, is, sure, especially to afford a twenty thousand dollars speaking gig. Yeah,
1: yeah. So here's the thing: it's like you looked. I always talk about big gamers. Big gamers are people of influence that you want to be like, work with, or work for, right? It's a big gamer is person of influence. So if you want to be a, a paid speaker, where let's say, let's say in Toronto, right? They pay me for a keynote speech. They pay me for bulk books. You fly me business class there, put me in a nice hotel, and, and pay for everything. Literally, I went to the CN Tower. It's all lumped in, right? So the speaking isn't just the speaking fee, but it's at the core. You recognize that like a Gary Vaynerchuk, a Keith Ferrazzi, a Ty Lopez, all these people are going to go to places where they get paid. So you just start focusing on these people that are getting paid in your field. I am a, a relationship guy, art and science of building relationships. I got Keith Ferrazzi who wrote Never Get Alone. So he charges 35000 dollars right? So it's first understanding where to go and start understanding these associations, these corporations, because there's five core areas: there's there's co- corporations, college universities, nonprofits, healthcare, and like government type stuff, right? So just first understanding where is the pool or ocean that you can you can pitch in, understanding the people that you want to be like, and then literally just start pitching them. And when you get to a certain level, if you're starting to charge five to ten thousand dollars, You can go to speaking bureaus, and speaking bureaus are essentially talent agents for speakers where they literally find speaking gigs for you, but they take 25% from your speaking fee, whereas me, the best way is honestly, I give a speech at as high level of a conference as possible, and in that conference, let's say I spoke at a global conference last year in Atlanta, it cost $1,000 to go, most of them are executives, so they didn't pay me, but... They paid me for my ticket, they paid for everything. It's a high level speech. So, oh, surprise, surprise. I closed a client from Alaska there because I was in the right conference where it cost a $1,000 to go. So people don't even know about these conferences. They don't research the time. You know, Brandon, you know this. They all want a quick fi- quick fix, right? They go, how do I do this? How do I get paid 20 grand? I feel I have a great message. Great. I posted on my Facebook the other day, do you want to be a speaker? Share your speech topic in the comments. Some of them are very unique. Some of them are like, oh, um, Something about like, you know, I don't even remember them right now because I'm on the spot. But one of them said, my speech title is Life Lessons. Dude, is that boring? Is that interesting? I mean, you're not going to get paid as a speaker if your keynote speech is Life Lessons. But if my keynote speech is, Brandon, the billionaire mindset, the art and science of building successful business relationships, like that alone, my book title, Big Game Hunting, you know, my moniker, the billionaire networker, the Inky Magazine. Again, this is all intentional, like people like, well, you're bragging, Chris. I'm like, no, this is my life, dude. If this is my life, this is not bragging. This is just my life. Like people that are supposedly modest, you better either have a salesperson next to you because modesty means you're gonna be broke.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's so true. And let's let's go back quick just to give people insight because again, just somebody that has no idea about pitching on stage or like being able to sell a deal. People that pay a thousand dollars event, let's say two hundred people pay a thousand dollars. Those are qualified people They have some money. You go Absolutely. speak in front of that qualified group that want to better their self. If you can seal three or four of them to buy your five thousand dollars package or ten thousand dollars package, let's say ten thousand, that's a fifty thousand dollars return. Okay, they paid your travel to get there. You spoke on stage. You sold them deals. Would you want the twenty five thousand dollars keynote speech fee, or do you want the fifty grand in the back end? But yeah, you got to wanna... be good at that. You have yeah, to yeah. know how to do that. But the thing to change people's mindset, because everybody thinks of making the money is just from the keynote. Yeah, That's yeah, a way. Yeah. But if you have qualified people, if you're good, you can go make business deals on the back end. Because when you're on stage, you build your authority. You share great value. If you're a great speaker like you are, you show where you can help people. And if they say, Oh, hey, like I- I'm Christopher. I'm Christopher. I'm going to help you be able to speak on stage with Google and all these other things. You want to get paid to speak? Get paid 25 grand to speak? Well, pay me 10 grand. I'll show you how to do it. And that's a good investment, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And here's the thing. There's, there's a clear delineation, right? Because there's the personal development space where you get on stage and you sell a program, right? But that's actually kind of looked down upon in certain fields, right? So if I'm at a, a Milken conference, which cost $12,500 a go, or CGI that cost $20,000 a go, right? This whole, like, personal development, they kind of look at it as like, uh, okay, whatever, right? So for me, I kind of i am a chameleon where I, I, I blend in different areas where I'll be at a global conference but I'll also speak at a, at a mastermind where it's more personal development, right? Because I love personal development myself. So it's really about understanding what is the solution you're providing. Do you need to be a great speaker? No, but you have to be a good speaker and you have to have a great message because your story is 22 times more than the facts. And a lot of people I meet, Brandon, their ego gets in the way of their success. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, I, I met a guy recently, very arrogant. Oh, I do this, I do that. And I'm like, oh, how many speeches are you giving this year? He's like, a hundred. I'm like, great. What's your speaking fee? Your speaking fee is one of the most basic things an actual speaker has in their mind, right? He doesn't have a speaking fee, which, which I know he's not a good, he's not a professor speaker, right? I said, well, how much do you get paid at your speeches? And he doesn't get paid. So he's probably going there to get consultant gigs, but why wouldn't he get paid and get the consultant gigs? and write a book, because not just one revenue stream. there's nine that I go over in my program, the GPS program, where I'm happy to share more about that, but as a, at the core, going back to your what you said, mindset, some people think oh, I can't be a speaker, well, yes, you can. Some people think, you know, I am a speaker, but you're not getting paid, and some people are getting paid as a speaker, but they don't realize that, oh, I don't want to speak here because I'm not getting paid, but even though you can, you can, I have a friend, he made like 200 grand at a speech where he didn't get paid because... There's about a thousand people in the room and he has a backend product, right? So as you know, the, the bigger the audience, the more higher probability, which is why a Tony Robbins, he might speak at a 10,000 person event and compass fees because you know, with, with 10,000 people in the room with network marketers, he can sell a lot of programs and it's just this constant long tail effect of people in his email list that he can pitch over and over and over through years.
0: So one little tip, uh, just so you know, I tried, I've done before. So, some events, there is no pitching, but one thing I did once was uh, at the end of the speech, hey, connect with me on Snapchat. I put my code up, and I had 52 people uh, add my Snapchat, and I went back to my seat. I saw them all. Well, the next day, I followed up and said, hey, Brittany C. Adams here. Glad you like my speech. Hey, how would you like to check out my program? So I followed up and then closed some that way. So that's a little hack some people can try if you do do Snapchat, but there's a way to take – obviously you get the knowledge you share the knowledge with them you inspire motivate them and if you can't close on stage you do it in the back room but also you can get them take them to another medium whether it's yeah. a podcast show or a or Snapchat whatever and then from there close a the deal so before we go into your GPS program which I'm excited to learn about which I think any speaker should should go through i want to talk about for you, you connect with very high influential people. That's something I've done as well, but you've landed an interview with Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. So how do you, how do you get them kind of opportunities? How do you basically land those kind of uh, opportunities to interview very influential people and especially just the entourage situation as well? Yeah. So at the core,
1: it's about first raising your standards. Michelangelo once said, the greatest danger for most of us is not that we aim too high and miss it, but we aim too low and reach it. So the first thing is a mindset of like, A billionaire, a celebrity, whoever they are, we put them on a pedestal, and I don't. So that's the first thing, a mindset. Because if you walk up to Elon Musk, or Richard Branson, or Bill Gates, or President Clinton, and again, I met many of these people, and I'm like, oh my god, that's Elon Musk. And you immediately get into the mindset that they are better than you. He might have more money than me, he might be more famous than me, but he's equal to me in value as a human being. That's really, really, really important. Because if you don't have that, it doesn't even matter if I tell you where to go for an event, if I tell you the scripting, if I tell you what to say. All that doesn't matter because it breathes out of you. When I walked up to Elon Musk, I said, Elon, great speech at the World Affairs Council. He nods his head. But again, it wasn't, Elon, you're amazing. I, I admire you. There wasn't this, this adulation groupie love, right? So I'm like, looking dead in the eyes, I said, Elon, great speech. Again, affirming who he is, who doesn't like a compliment? I know that since he's so high level, he's not going to have time, nor is he going to remember me. I said, Elon, I have a homeless youth program, only one of his kind. I would love for you to inspire my kids. Can I get your email? Second thing is ask, because in that context, you always want to add value. But in this case, I have a few seconds, literally. So I ask him, I qualify what I'm about, and I ask him for his email. Normally, I'll ask for his phone number, but this guy's Elon Musk. He actually gives me his email. That's a very rare thing, because normally it's like, they have their assistant, their PR, their lawyer, their sister, their brother, their, their bodyguard. But again, I've been doing this for a long time. I saw him in the moment. I didn't hesitate. I have something called the three-second rule. He's coming out of the Montage Hotel in Beverly Hills. And so I ask him. He gives me his email. I said, thanks so much, Elon. I'll follow up with you. Boom. In a matter of a minute, I get one of the richest, most successful people in the world, his contact information. But again, it seems simple. But for me to work up to even find that event... To have the balls to come up to walk up to him, to have it clear in my mind who he is, because that same night, I asked Idris Alba, I asked Anderson Cooper, I asked, you know, Bono was there, I asked uh, Usher, I asked all these people, they all said no, but the chairman of Sotheby said yes, and Elon Musk said yes. So the other thing is, you might have to ask 10, 20, 30, 50,000 people, but if you have the right mindset and you keep asking and asking and asking, and you know the reason for it, I asked my students. Mother Teresa had a great story. Mother Teresa would knock on doors and ask for money for her charities. People would spit at her. People literally spit at Mother Teresa. And Mother Teresa said, that is for me, but what about for my kids? I know why I ask these people. It's not this, oh, my God, I get to, I get to meet celebrities. There's a core purpose. If you read my book, as bold as it is called, Big Game Hunting Network with Billionaires, Executive Celebrities, is about service. Because at the end of the day, we're going to be dead. You can have all the money in the world. You can drive your Lambo. You can have all the hot girls, hot guys. You get big mansion. And trust me, I've been in. I go to mansion parties at least once or twice a month. So all these things that people aspire to be, I've been there, done that. I live in Beverly Hills. Big freaking deal, right? But at the core, if you're not helping people, you're not living your life. So to summarize your 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 question, create the mindset that whoever this person is, they're not above you by any means. They may have more money, have more fame. But they're equal to you in, in in value as a human being. That's so important to know and to believe. If you don't believe that, don't even bother. Christopher Next is yeah, go ahead.
0: You know, Christopher, this really good stuff. This is like stuff I teach my own program. And if, if you want to connect with the most influential people, for one, just ask. But two, again, don't be a fanboy or girl. Like don't treat treat them as a human because when you treat them just like you are and you don't look at them like, oh my God, praise. They want to be treated that way. I want to be treated that way. You want to be treated that way. So they're more likely to say yes. But you know what? They may say no the first time, but it doesn't mean that's a no for later. Because some of the yeah. deals I've done, it took a few years. And eventually, they said yes. And even for you with Elon Musk, I know like that interview. It was like what your third time it worked out because he- well. But
1: but here's the thing, like Brandon, there really is different levels. I mean, granted, he and you and I are the same human beings, but if you really are pitching billionaires and Fortune five hundred and celebrities. That's a different level, which is why I have programs for that, right? Like people think, oh, yeah, I, I want to meet Oprah Winfrey. I'm like, why, why, why do they want to meet you? you know? yeah, it's what, like, what value
0: are you going to give? Yeah, that's the thing. What's the value exactly. you can provide? Because I yeah. think every – whether it's on podcast show or it's going to do a meeting, like if I'm going to spend 30 minutes with you, we both better learn because that's a value add. Now, if I'm just going to take, take, take from you, like what did you get out of the situation? Like that, that's a bad deal, isn't it? So yeah. learn to give to the people and the more you give and the more you help them, they're going to help you in back when you turn. So I got to know for Elon Musk, before we jump into your uh, your program and how you help people become speakers, what did you learn from Elon? What was the takeaway that you can share with people? He's, I mean, everybody's fascinated with Elon Musk and uh, me as well. He thinks at a whole different level. What would yeah. be the takeaway you got from him uh, with the interview?
1: I mean, I'll give you a few, right? One is he read a lot. He literally read... Every single book in his library, where he grew up in South Africa. So whenever people say, "Oh, how did he become a rocket scientist?" He read. These are simple things. Again, people are gonna be on this podcast. Well, Chris, I know that, and like it doesn't matter what you know; it's what you apply, right? So read a lot. I read every single day. I read his biography after it came out. After I interviewed him, the second one, you know, he really believed in making a difference. He actually said this openly. He said that every single one of his companies he had five was on the brink of failure. He didn't think that Tesla or SpaceX would succeed, but he still did it because it was worthwhile. And that's really important because people say, oh, I want to do this, but I'm afraid. I'm like, this is Elon Musk. He thought that he would fail, but he felt that the cause was worthy enough. Therefore, he tried regardless. So don't worry about failing. You are not living your life unless you fail a lot. And this is Elon Musk. And lastly, these are the things where you know how you're raised. After the time that I interviewed him for my program where I teach homeless kids about career life skills, we have the guest speaker sit down and all the students surround him and we take a picture. And and by the way, you can check this video out on YouTube. Just Google Christopher Kine, Elon Musk. And when I say, hey, Elon, please sit down. He didn't sit down when I asked him to. He sat down when I sat down. He did the same thing actually when Donald Trump, our president, invited him to the White House. But he sat down when I sat down. He didn't sit down when I asked him. But that little tiny thing about – Him waiting for me to sit down, that speaks volumes about his character, his humility, and how his mother raised him right. And I met his mother, May Musk. I met his brother. But my point is, make sure you read a lot to build the knowledge, to have that credibility, substance. Make sure you do something that has value and has a cause, because if you don't have a cause that you believe in, who cares? And lastly, have the humility to treat everyone like a human being. He could have easily walked in there as a billionaire that he is, as literally a hundred years from now, he'll be in the echelons of some of the most well-known entrepreneurs in the world. Yet, when I asked him, please sit down, there was no hubris in him. He waited till I sat down. If you actually see it in an interview, it was one of those tiny moments where like, this man is a humble man. And it reminds me to be humble myself.
0: Yes. It doesn't matter how famous you are, how rich you are. You should always be humble. And the fact is, if you do lose sight of that, you will eventually fail. It's going to come back and return. And that's interesting. Like you said, the answers, I know we talked for Elon Musk, like he would give you simple answers, like the most basic form answer he would give you. I mean, the guy is in a whole nother thinking world with how he thinks. And I mean, we're talking SpaceX here. We're talking about human humans, genet- like having people, humans live longer and traveling to asteroids and like buying them shit that just blows my mind. And, uh, I, I, you know, I'm a little jealous. I, I want to interview Elon Musk, man. <laughs> <laughs> It'll happen in the future. I'm looking forward to that. So let's jump in. So, everybody wants to know, like your program, what do you teach people with the speaking? Because this is something like everybody, it's, if you can speak, if you can become a great speaker, you can really do anything.
1: Yeah. Communication
0: yeah. is the most powerful thing we have. So, let's talk through the program you have.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, at the core, right? Every entrepreneur should be a speaker. I call it next level networking. You get more clients, more referrals, more sales, more business partners, more investors. Like anything you want, you get more as a speaker. Right. So for me, I've been doing this for 16 years. Over a thousand presentations to a global audience of 30 countries. So my program literally walks you through why are you the person to share this message, Brandon? What are you gonna talk about? Where do you find these clients? And how do you pitch them? So it's kind of like five core modules: what, where, how, when, and 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 um, and who? Who are your clients? And I have 32 videos, five modules. I'm not like a Ty Lopez. I know Ty Lopez. He's like he rambles on a lot. I respect him, but it's different style, right? He'll talk about for an hour. And I'm like, no, I'll give you a five-minute video on how do you find the clients to pay you. You know, so I'd rather you apply stuff because, as you said before, we forget so many of the stuff that we remember, we learn. So I'd rather give you very specific things and you can apply it. But I literally walk you through, what is a speaking reel? What do you need? Because you just need tools, right? If people don't even know what a speaking reel is and what clips you need on a speaking reel, then you're not a speaker. If you don't have a great bio, like if your bio is not something that only you can write, that's not a great bio. So I go back to the very basics where... If you read my bio, Chris McCoy is an international speaker, a best selling author, a homeless youth pioneer. Like, if you take apart some of the things, yeah, other people are speakers, but no one can say that in the context of being a billionaire networker. And that, at the core, if you don't start with that solid, how do you stand out? How are you not an aspirational brand? That's what I teach. Like, everything I've said about getting Elon Musk, speaking at Google, I teach my clients how to get that. I've got my clients speaking gigs in like, We'll help them get like skiing gigs in like London, in Bulgaria. I've helped them create programs where they made $10,000 in just a month. So for me, it's all about giving them the action, giving them the results because I meet too many people in the speaking space where they're really just speaking to sell. Where I'm like, no, you can speak to sell, but this is how you get paid. This is how you brand yourself. This is how you get enforced because these are all things you need because your branding, your perception of who you are is directly related to your price point. So people that they Google me, they research me, they already assume I charge at least $10,000. At least they assume that because of my branding. American Express, Google, you know, pictures with Richard Branson, you know, Bill Clinton. And for those that don't understand that, whether you realize it or not, when you associate with power and success, they assume that you're successful and powerful. They may or may not know that I interviewed Elon Musk. They may or may not know that I actually know the co-founder of MySpace or know you know, the founder of Atari and Chuck E. Cheese, like, some of them I know well, some of them are, are friends, some of them I know, like, as colleagues, right? The point is, though, it doesn't matter. If I see you next to Elon Musk and Paris Clinton and President Clinton, I'm like, whoa, Brandon's a baller. I want to meet Brandon because he's a baller. He's a big gamer. Right?
0: It's the power of the celebrity attachment, and if you're associated with them, you're already associated as an influencer with them. I mean. Absolutely. Yeah. So. You are the average of five people you hang out with, too, right? <laughs> I mean, it, it is your network. I mean, you build up your network, and once you get in that network, it helps. And especially a you you picture with Richard Branson right there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but but like, why show Picasso when Richard is inspiring to me, right? So again, people can say, whoa, that's that's like so bold, Chris." I'm like, you know what? Again, you're never going to please everyone, but it's about branding. So I teach my clients how to brand themselves so they can get paid a lot of money and to build an online businesses. I got one client like he made like. $2.5 million in, in like three years, and that is about $6 million. That wasn't for GPS. That was for a different different uh, a networking program. But I've made my clients millions, and that's exciting, you know?
0: It, your personal brand is very powerful. I mean, you need to focus. I mean, for me, I've invested so much in my own brand because in the day, it's a perception what they see, especially like if you're going to podcast shows, you're associated with big names, working big names, or even if you have your own TV show, when they see that, they instantly... See the credibility and they don't that's where you you charge what you want if you want to charge twenty five grand or whatever it is, so invest in your brand, be associated with the right people dude this is great uh great stuff for anybody that wants to speak i uh man anybody listen you want to speak you want to learn how to get on stage i i've heard Christopher speak we both been on the same stage or stage he's amazing he does good stuff and he he's pretty badass uh, we've uh <laughs> we've talked after or had some fun and uh had some interesting conversations about everything else. Like we talked for like three hours that one night, all of us going it was, around. It was pretty
1: crazy, yeah. What, that what do we that was one of those moments. Yeah. You're like,
0: you're like, let's play a game. I'm gonna talk in my little TED talk, and then you go, and like we just all like had this, this little mastermind. And I learned some cool things. And I mean, again, if you if you connect with different people and learn their insight, and if you add value as well, you're gonna get something out of it that you can take away. And again, the big takeaway for this is, too, when you speak on stage, make sure you're actually giving people things they can do. It's about them. They don't give a shit about you as much. They want something what they can date in return, and they want their dream to happen. Absolutely. So any last words before we go, brother?
1: Check out my website, ChristopherKai.com, last name spelled K-A-I. If you want to be a better speaker, a better networker, you have to start surrounding yourself with people like Brandon and myself because you can't level up if you're at the same level you are now.
0: Boom. I love it, man. Hey, thank you so much. Everybody listening, you know what time it is. It is time to go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable because life is too short not to. I'm Bernie C. Adams. Have a great day, everyone. So, are you going to become a speaker now? Christopher Kai shares some great stuff, highly suggests his program. You can find the links on at BrennTMs.com. But I believe communication is the most powerful thing that we have. You, lean, you need to learn how to speak. You need to learn how to give a keynote speech. I think everybody should. And if you can become a great speaker, if you can learn how to talk on stages and, and be able to do that, you can become great in business or any area of your life. And I love speaking. I mean, it comes down to telling your story and actually giving actual steps for the audience to go and run with. Because at the end of the day, they care about themselves. How can you help them become successful? How can you help them reach their dreams? And if you can give them actual steps for them to take, they're going to go out and do it. But also, they might work with you. They may hire you and pay you $25,000 for that gig. I mean, that's the power of communication. So I really like this show and uh highly suggest it. Highly suggest Christopher is a good friend of mine and some of the things like we've spoken the same stage, but uh he's somebody that he thinks on the same level, and really you can connect with anyone if you treat that person you're trying to connect with as a regular human being. They want to be treated like a human being, not by, like you're a fanboy or fangirl of them. They want to be treated like a human being, but also you got to add value to them. There's a way to do it, and Christopher shared it. And that's, again, another thing I teach in my own Influencer Accelerator program. So that is it for today's show, everyone. If you haven't connected with me already, please connect with me on Snapchat, btadams18. And you know what time it is. It is time to go out there Create something great and become unforgettable because life is too short not to. I'm Brandon Adams. Have a great day, everyone.